Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Stories from the Front Porch. This is Miss Isla and Topo, if you can hear him chewing on his stick. And we are not quite on our front porch this morning actually, we're on our front lawn because there is sun on the front lawn and the front porch is a little bit too cold to be hanging out in the shade right now. And we have our book here in front of us. We're ready to read chapter 13. But before we dive into a new chapter, let's take a moment and think about what happened in our last chapter. I remember them being in a valley that was full of mirrors. And they came up with this crazy contraption at the end where they lined the mirror with leaves so that it sort of reminded me of a helicopter and it took off flying when Millie Tinkle ran and ran so fast. And what was the story that we heard from Noom Zor Noom? Right, it was about a cobbler who was not very truthful and in fact was a little bit deceitful how he sort of stole someone else's shoes off their feet while they were sleeping thinking that they would make him fly that definitely made me think that I should never steal someone's shoes off their feet while they sleep well last chapter friends we were getting even closer to Troom I wonder if we'll finally arrive today. Let's find out. Chapter 13, The Home of Lightning and the Silver Road to Troom. During the night, while they were still in the sky, a great storm came up. Black clouds appeared, thunder rumbled, and lightning flashed. The mirror was blown this way and that like a leaf. It made no difference what Millie Tinkle did. The mirror would not come down. It stayed up in the sky. All of a sudden, a whirlwind caught it. Round and round it spun, faster and faster than it had ever spun before. So fast did it go that Tall could hold on no longer. He slipped off the crystal block, and as he slipped, he caught hold of Noom's or Noom's leg. This pulled the old man off, and the two of them went flying through the air with nothing to hold on to but each other. They left Millie Tinkle alone on the mirror. She did not fall off because of the sap on her feet. Before Tall and Nooms or Noom had dropped far, a streak of lightning came rushing through the sky. It coiled itself around them and carried them off to the top of a high mountain. It took them into a cave, and there it dropped them. And the next thing that happened The lightning turned into a beautiful girl with long golden hair that reached down to her feet. She said, I saw you falling through the sky, so I picked you up and brought you here. 
When Tal and Noomsar Noom saw the girl, they trembled with fright. They did not know whether she meant to do them harm or good. The old man said, It is wonderful what has happened to us. A streak of lightning saved our lives. Who are you, and where did you come from? Well, I'm a streak of lightning, said the girl. Watch, and you will see. With this words, she wrapped her golden hair around her until every inch of her body was covered. And before Tall and Noomzornum knew what was happening, she turned into a streak of lightning that flashed and danced about the cave. In another minute, she turned back into a girl again. Noomzornum said, I have never seen anyone like you before. Perhaps you can tell us where we are? This cave is the home of lightning, said the girl. My sisters and I live here with our father. I have ninety-nine sisters. Each one of us has golden hair, and each of us can turn into a streak of lightning. We would rather be lightning than anything else in the world, but our father does not like to have us change. So he keeps us shut up in this cave. Every now and then we break loose and run and dance through the sky. This makes him angry. He puts on his winged shoes and chases us, and his voice is terrible to hear when he scolds and grumbles and shouts. He drives us out of the sky and back to the cave again. And here we stay until we can find some way of breaking loose. I think I've heard his voice, said Tall. Does it sound like thunder? His voice is thunder, said the girl. Hear him, he is coming now. As she spoke, a streak of lightning came into the cave and turned into a girl with golden hair. Then came another and another and another, until all the hundred sisters were in the cave. After that, there was a great deal of grumbling and scolding at the mouth of the cave. Finally, an iron door was slammed shut and bolted. For a moment, all was dark. Then the cave lit up with a mysterious blue light, and one by one the girls came up and spoke to Tall and Noomzornum. The old man told them his story, how he had lost his donkey and his crystal block, and he was sad, for he did not think he would ever find Millie Tinkle again, to say nothing of getting to Troom. The girls heard all he had to say, and they were very sorry for him. One of them said, we shall do everything we can for you, but we must all stay here until we find some way of breaking loose. Our father is angry. He will not even come to see us. All he will do for us is sit outside the door and watch so that none of us can break loose. Nooms or Noom asked, is there no way of getting out that you know of? None, said the girls, unless our father feels sorry for us and opens the door. When it is locked from the outside, we have no way of opening it. So, Tall and Noomzor Noom stayed with the hundred sisters, and every day that passed brought the time nearer when the old man should be in Troom. Tall heard no more stories, and Noomzor Noom began to give up any hope of ever getting away. One day, Tall came to him and said, I think I know how to get out. How, said Noomzor Noom, tell me what you think. Tall said, I have golden hair, just like the hundred sisters, only mine is short and theirs is long. Some night, let me go to the door of the cave and say, Father, I have made up my mind to dance through the sky no more. 
I have cut off all my hair. Open the door and you can feel my head. He will be so pleased with these words that he will open the door to feel my hair. When he does this, the sisters can break loose and carry us with them. Nooms or Noom said, That is a good plan. Let us tell it to the sisters. So they told their plan to the 100 girls, and the girls were sure that it could be carried out. But one of them said, We can take you through the air, but how are we going to get you to earth? Then they talked among themselves and decided that if each one cut off a little tiny bit of her hair, there would be enough to make a parachute. So they did this, and they wove the hair into a parachute. And the girl that was to carry Tal and Noom Zornoom folded up the parachute and put it under her arm. Then they were all made ready to go. In the middle of the night, Tal went to the door and knocked on it. A gruff voice asked, "'What do you want?' Tal said, "'I am one of your daughters. All my life I've caused you trouble. Now I am sorry.' I have made up my mind never to turn into lightning again. Let me out that I may show you what I have done. All the others have done the same. The voice said, You have fooled me many times before. How do I know that you will not fool me this time? Tall said, For I have cut off all my hair. More than that I cannot do. I can never be a streak of lightning again. Open the door a little, and you can feel my head, to be sure. The father, when he heard these words, believed that his daughter spoke the truth. He was pleased to think that she should have done such a thing, for without her hair it was impossible for, to cha- for her to change into lightning. So he unbolted the door just a tiny bit. Then he reached in with his hand, and he felt Tall's hair. He said, You have done what I never thought you would do. Put your head out so that I may see it. He opened the door a bit wider, and Tall stuck out the top of his head. It was so dark that the father could only see the golden color of the hair, so he had no reason to believe that it was not one of his daughters at the door. He said, You may come out. He opened the door. And with that, the hundred sisters turned into lightning and flashed by their father, blinding him with their light. Before he could even shut the door, they had all escaped, even the one with the parachute, who coiled herself around Tal and Noom Zornum and carried them away. The father, when he saw them all go, shouted and scolded and grumbled, and he made such a noise that it sounded as if the sky itself were tumbling down. All of the streaks of lightning danced through the sky until they were out over the plateau on which was Trim. There, the one that had the parachute opened it, while another one held on to Tal and Numzornum. Then they tied the old man and the boy to the parachute and dropped them. After that, all the lightning hurried away and went to another part of the sky. Tal and Numzornum did not fall straight down. A wind was blowing, and it carried them a long way off. They finally came to earth on the side of a big mountain. As soon as their feet touched the ground, the golden parachute disappeared into thin air. They could not see it anywhere. Nooms or Noom said, We must spend the night here. It is too dark for us to find our way. Where do you think we are? asked Tall, and 
What do you think has happened to Millie Tinkle? I don't know, said Nooms or Noom with a sigh. We could not be much worse off than we are. I have lost my donkey. I have lost all my stories. And I have lost all track of the time. It seems to me that a great many days have passed since we fell off the mirror. For all I know, the storytellers may have all told their stories by this time. If so, it will make little difference whether or not I find the crystal block again. But I do hope that Millie Tinkle is not lost for good. I don't know what I'd do without her. He sighed again and was so sad that Tall became alarmed. Everything will turn out all right, said Tall. I know it will. We'll find everything and we'll get to Troom in time. It's easy to say that, said Nooms or Noom. Even if we do find everything, there will be no time to read you all the stories. The reason that I brought you with me all along was that you might hear them all and choose the one you liked best. Any of the ones that I've heard so far are good enough to open the door, said Tall. Don't worry, things will turn out all right. But nothing that the boy said cheered Nooms or Noom. He grew sadder and sadder and sadder, and all that night they sat on the mountainside waiting for dawn to come. They did not sleep a wink, so anxious were they to find out where they were and how far they still had to travel. With the first light of morning, Noom Zornoom looked about and said, We are nearer to Troom than I thought. That trail is the one we want to follow. He pointed to a trail that ran up the side of the mountain, not far from where they stood. All we can do is hurry along and hope for the best. So they set out. They followed the trail as far as it went. It led them up the mountain and over, to, and over the top. After that, they went up another mountain and over the top of that one, too. Then they came to a row of mountains that seemed to form a wall so close together, were they? and so high up this the trail went they followed it and late in the afternoon they found themselves near a pass nooms or noom said to tall soon we shall come to bigo the blacksmith's he will know what day it is and he may know something about millie tinkle for he lives on the border of the plateau on which is troom then they started to cross over this pass, at the point where it crossed the highest part of the mountain wall, went through a deep cut in the rocks. On either side, the cliffs rose for 500 feet or more. Through this cut, Tall and Nooms or Noom walked. At the end, they came to a house that was built right across the cut between the cliffs. There, the trail ended. It went no further. Nooms or Noom said, that house ahead of us belongs to Bigo the blacksmith. No one can follow the trail any further without going through his house. Tall said, I shouldn't think he'd like to have people going through his house all of the time. Doesn't it bother him? Not enough people come to bother him, said Noom Zornum. There are not many that go this far on the road to Trum. The few that do, Bigo is always glad to see. Noom Zornum walked up and knocked at the door, which was big, just as big as the doors most smithies have. The door opened and Bigo came out. He was a huge man, almost a giant. He had silver hair and a silver mustache, and his clothes were all made of silver too. In his hand, he carried a silver hammer. 
He looked at Noom Zornoom and said, I thought you must be coming, Zoon. Your donkey has been here with me for some time. What happened to you? Is Millie Tinkle really here? asked Noom Zornoom, and his eyes filled with tears, so he so glad was he to know that she was safe. Where is she? Right in here, said Bigo, opening the door wide. Tall and Noom Zornoom went into the blacksmith's shop, and there was Millie Tinkle with the crystal block still safely on her back. When she saw her master, she flapped her ears and made the little bells tinkle loudly. Then she said, Whatever happened to you? Why did you fall off? I stayed on the mirror and landed not far from here. We couldn't hold on any longer, said Noom Zornoom. We just slipped off. A streak of lightning saved us and carried us to its home. But then we were trapped there for a while, and wonderful things happened. He went on and told the donkey all about where they'd been and what they'd seen. Then Millie Tinker told her story, and the three of them were glad to be together once more. All this time, Bigo stood by and listened. When they had finished, the blacksmith said, If you hope to reach Troom in time to tell your story, you must go soon. Tomorrow night, King Tazarin will hear the stories. Noom Zornoom asked, Have any of the other storytellers left Troom? No, said Bigo. You are the only one who has gone to the outside world, and I was afraid that you would not get back in time. So was I, said Noom Zornoom. After that, Noom Zornoom and Bigo talked of many things, and while they were talking, Tal looked around the shop. He saw that everything in it was made of silver. The anvil was silver, his tools were silver, and all the horseshoes were silver. He thought, this man must be so rich to have all of his things made of silver. I'd like to have some of them myself. He could not take his eyes off the things that he saw, and he had had to have a look at each thing by itself. So he went around the shop and saw all there was to see. When he had seen everything, he ran up to Noom Zornoom and said, I love this place. I'd like to stay here for a while. I could watch Bigo work, and you could tell me stories. Noom Zornoom said, That would be nice, but we haven't the time. You heard Bigo say that I'm going to read my story before King Tazarin tomorrow, so I must be in Troom tomorrow night. We can't stay here. We must be off this minute. We can't go until we get our silver shoes, said Millie Tinkle. Without them, we can't walk on the road. Of course not, said Noom Zornoom. You have put yours on first. Tall and I will wait until you are through. Why do we have to have silver shoes, asked Tall. I don't want to have shoes put on by a blacksmith. Only animals do that. People go to cobblers. You have to have silver shoes to walk on the silver road to Troom, said Noom Zornoom, and Bigo has to put them on for you. No one else can do it. Bigo set to work and put silver shoes on all four of the donkey's feet. Then he put silver soles on Noom Zornoom's shoes, and when he was through with them, he said to Tall, Step up here and I'll shoe you. Well, I don't want to be shod, said Tall. You have to be shod before you can leave me, said Bigo. So Tall stepped up onto the anvil, and while he stood there, Bigo made him the most wonderful pair of silver sandals. He made them so fast and skillfully that Tall could fa hardly follow him with his eyes. 
He fastened them to the boy's feet with silver bands. Then he said, Now you may go, and when you come back this way, you must leave the shoes with me. Mayn't I keep them? asked Tall, for now that he had the sandals, he did not want to give them up. That depends on whether or not you come back, said Bigo. If you come back, you will have to leave them here. He'll be back until leave the sandals here, said Noomzor Noom. He's just making a visit, that's all. Bigo said, All right, now you can go on to Troom if you wish. But before you go, let me ask you one question. What are you going to do with this boy? You know that King Tazarin will let no children come into Troom. You can take Tall to the walls of the city, but beyond there he cannot go. Wouldn't you like to leave him here with me? That depends on him, said Noomzor Noom. If he wants to go as far as the city, he can. If not, he can stay here with you. Which do you want to do, Tall? Well, I suppose I want to go on with you, said Tall. I want to see what Trim looks like, even if I have to stop and wait outside the walls. But what if I don't open the golden door and I'm thrown into prison, said the old man. Then what will happen to you? Well, I can come back here, said Tall. That would be e easy, but don't leave me here. I want to go with you to Troom. Then you take him with you, said Bigo. If I hear that you don't open the door, then I'll come after Tall and bring him back here, and he can live with me. Yes, we can do that, said Tall. I'd love to live here with Bigo if anything happens to you, Nooms or Noom. Thereupon they made up their minds that Tall was to go on to Troom with Nooms or Noom. Bigo led them to the farthest end of his shop, where there was another door. He unlatched the door and threw it open. When Tall looked out, he saw a great plain stretching before him as far as his eyes could see. It was perfectly flat, and there were no trees or bushes of any kind growing on it. Starting at the door and going straight across the plain was a road all made of pure silver. It was wide enough for two wagons to pass, and it seemed to have been polished, so bright and shiny was it. Is that our road? asked Tall, pointing to the silver highway, for he did not dare step on it. It looked so clean and new. That's it, said Noomzor Noom. Then, one by one, they thanked Bigo for what he had done, and said goodbye to him. After that, they went out through the door, and were off on the silver road to Troom.